Anyone have any questions before we finish? No. How do you develop mindfulness while you're working? Your main aim is to cut off the mental proliferation that's always taking place, that kind of mental distraction that takes us away from the present moment. So if you're doing a job of work, any kind of task, your aim is to develop mindfulness on that task, that job of work. Place your attention on that job of work. Keep your thoughts and your focus of your awareness with that job of work. Anytime you notice your mind drifting off into daydreams or any kind of distraction where you want to bring it back to the present moment and focus on that work. There was a question, um, what we call samuti satcha, the conventional reality is generated by karma. So the question was, is that correct? And Tanajan said, yes, that's correct. Say the most obvious um, conventional reality or conventional truth or apparent truth is this body that we have. Everybody has a body. Uh, that's generated by karma from the past, that we are born into this world and we grow up. That's all karma affecting us and, and, and creating this body and, and we use this body. It's all um, generated by karma. And that's the same for any realm of existence, whether it's a human realm, a heaven realm, Brahma realm, or hell realm, or animal realm. All of these different realms, the beings in each realm, their whole life experience and having a body and a mind, that's generated by karma. The Buddhist path is learning to understand that, understanding to see how karma leads to results all the time. So the first um, thing to understand and practice with is, well, try to avoid making unwholesome or evil karma that will bring you suffering. Say so if, if one doesn't do that, one tends to make a lot of unwholesome, unskillful karma, well, the, the result of that, the karmic result of that is that one will receive um, rebirth in a, a realm, say, at what we call it, one of the realms of um, suffering, say, like an animal realm or a hell realm, a ghost realm. Um, so we learn to let go of that kind of uh, action, karmic action. We, we abandon that kind of karmic action and we can experience a lot of happiness. We're still making karma, we're making good karma, and we're still subject to karma, affected by karma, but at least it's good karma and the fruits of good karma brings us a lot of happiness. But one still carries on practicing, developing one's mindfulness, one's insight, aiming to reach the point where one can completely free oneself from all karma, um, which is the Buddhist path leading right to Nibbana, beyond this whole cycle of birth and death and beyond the conventional reality of having a body and a mind and living as a, a, a being in different realms of experience. We're aiming to get completely beyond that. There's a question about... Um, it's quite fashionable for people these days to go to see certain teachers or certain places where they practice what we call annulling karma or cutting off old karma, uh, getting rid of old karma. Uh, does that have any value was the question. And uh, Tanajan is saying, well, uh, it has some value. It's a technique. Maybe one does a certain ceremony or ritual uh, with the un feeling, well, this is ending some old karma that I've done in the past, bad karma, so I, I'll be free from this suffering. Um, in truth, one can't do that because karma follows us wherever we go. We have to experience the results of the karma we've made. All our actions in the past, they're all going to give their fruit. But if one does some kind of special ceremony or ritual, 
the reason people do it is because they generally feel better for it. It helps them to feel a bit better and it maybe helps them change their mood. Maybe they've had a lot of problems and suffering and they're a bit depressed or negative. They do some ceremony, they'll feel better for it and that improvement in their state of mind can help them to go on and do more good things. So it can be a value in that sense, just stimulating people to uh, be more skillful, to uh, do more good in their lives and gradually that will help them to improve. But in, in truth, we can't escape the fruits of our karma. We, we inherit all our karma. It follows us uh, around wherever we go. Uh, so we should also remember that. There's a question about um, karmic debtors. Having made karma in the world, we tend to have the, this saying that we have our karmic debtors. That's beings maybe we know about, maybe we don't know about, who... Uh, you might say a seeking uh, payback, revenge, or seeking to harm us because we've harmed them in the past. And so we have this practice of sharing the merits of our, the good that we do in our practice, in our lives, with our karmic debtors, in the hope that any beings who are unhappy with us, angry with us, well, that will placate them, make them feel more happy, more more peaceful and, and then they will stop seeking to harm us. And so Tanajan is to explain, well, this is a, a valid practice. The way one does it is by improving one's own state of mind through the practice, particularly developing the practice of kindness, compassion, generosity, which brings up a lot of wholesome dhammas, wholesome states of mind. And as we experience that, we experience the happiness, the peace of that, then we direct our mind to share the fruits of our good practice and our happiness to any beings in any realms that we know of, that we don't know of, that we've harmed in the past. May they also share in that. And this might have a, an effect, helps our mind improve for sure, and then uh, subtly it might be that it can help them to forgive us and so that any old karmic debts may be finished and uh, we have less obstacles, less causes of suffering in our lives. In the teaching of achieving emptiness and letting letting all conventions go, the things that are conventions in the Dharma sense, like Dharma talks, things like this, do we have to let these go as well? We develop our practice in stages, say from the coarse to the refined. So although we are attached to conventional reality from the beginning, the Dhamma is mixed in there and it's, we, we have some understanding of Dhamma within that. But as we practice, that understanding becomes more refined. Our awareness, our insight, our knowledge and understanding becomes more refined and gradually it takes us out of any delusions about the conventional reality. But they, they, they come together to start with. Right from the beginning, the Dhamma is with conventional reality. They're both together. <laughs> 